Bonsoir. Welcome back to <laughs> It Was Murder. Vous allez bien? <laughs> Je m'appelle your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. Uh, buenos dias. Oh. Use the mic. Oh. <laughs> Hi. Hey. Wait, what happened? Oh, I just mentioned that I'm the diehard romantic, <laughs> Eric Blood. <laughs> I'm drunk. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, you guys are in for a treat tonight. Oh, yeah. Get ready. Bonjour. Bonsoir. 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 Uh, I am your devoted lover. A vous allez bien. Je m'appelle. <laughs> Liz, um, satisfied virgin. <laughs> this, this oh, my God. already not fun for anyone that isn't us. Ellen didn't really even is. get to say her name. That's fine. That's fine. This never happened. Are we supposed to say our names, or do we, we just say our oh. titles? I'm Joe Garber, the Satisfied Virgin. <laughs> That's episode 98. And who and what, like, what do we do? Uh, we're this what? is the first time that we are doing the podcast live in person with each other. We're all in the same room. It's a symptom of oh that. Yeah, it's incredible. We're it in is Corey's great. beautiful. Room. We are in a beautiful apartment. There's of so our many friend. lamps. It's pod <laughs> friend of the so, pod. So wow. many sources of light. I love you, Corey. You know, Corey. That. Corey. We love you, Corey. Really Corey doesn't listen buddies. to this podcast. No, oh. he would never. But he's been on one of our previous oh. podcasts with Ellen for 14 hours. It's true. Yeah, River's Edge, we everybody. We talked about River's Edge for the amount of time that you could have watched River's Edge yeah. three times. Eric and, and Joe should, walked down. so there. Look it up if you're interested. It's a four-hour podcast <laughs> marathon. I feel like if people don't get it, like that's on them. Yeah. Yeah. We are in Seattle. We are in Seattle. Eric and I drove up a thousand miles up to Seattle to we do did. a podcast with Ellen in person. Mm-hmm. Thanks, guys. That's like third time I've been in the same room as Ellen. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that is so weird. Yeah. Really weird. Is it really? Th- it is the third time because the first time was. No. Well, no. Now it's the fourth because we hung out yesterday at the park. Yes. Well, yeah, but, but is the park a room? room? I counted as that's, a room. It's, it's not. Okay. I would say that the park is not a room. Yeah. So we. Gasworks Park. Joe, I actually met you at Fast and Furious mm-hmm. at IMAX. Which, which is Fast a room. and Furious were we? Seven. Seven. Because, mm-hmm. and it was kind <laughs> of like a test because Fast and Furious is a thing for Eric and myself. Mm-hmm. And so you went, but then you made that delightful comic. Yeah, with Ben, who you met. With Ben. Yesterday. Who walked away from me when we were fake picnicking. <laughs> Ooh, call out to Ben. Oh, no, no, this is not, no, 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 no. I enjoyed the comic, Furious Friends. Yes. Furious Friends. That is what it is called. Yeah, which I super love. So we love Fast and Furious, Mm -hmm. um, and you should always just try and get to know people at an IMAX movie, because there's just so much time for casual hanging out and talking, (laughs) and it's awesome. We were in those, like the line with the dinosaurs in those ponds at the IMAX center in Seattle Center near the Space Pacific Science Center. Pacific Science Science Center, Center. which is important, Hmm? and where- I do love the Science Center. Did teen volunteer work because I'm cool. Oh. <laughs> right? I was an usher at Laser Nutcracker mm-hmm. for several years. Um, <laughs> Laser Nutcracker. <laughs> laser Nutcracker. I'm just going to die. It's like a laser straight laser to your nut nuts. <laughs> laser Nutcracker. That's like a James Bond I- thing. <laughs> what, was the, what were the other rooms that we were in together, though? <laughs> Than this one, <laughs> is it Nam? Uh, the we Black Weirdo North Party, Black African Weirdo. American Museum, yes, mm-hmm. at the one of the Black Weirdos parties, which was so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
where Joe made a great joke that uh, made friends. Ellen crack up. And-, yes. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> a white person. Okay. <laughs> a white person I will allow. <laughs> but right before I went to Black Widows, I went to Red Cow in Madrona and ate like a steak that weighed as much as I did. Mm. So it's possible that I wasn't really gauging it appropriately. <laughs> no, you but, were. It was hilarious. Uh, it was hilarious. I'm rethinking it was a, this whole Joe was, was okay, Eric thing. Uh-oh. <laughs> and what was the third room we were in? Is there one? It was the parking lot at the Tacoma Arms. <laughs> oh, that counts as a room. <laughs> mm, yeah, I mean, that's mm. sure. Yeah. And now we are in Corey's apartment together. Yeah, right. Um, and we are discussing. Oh, God. Like, we just talked for so long. <laughs> we just oh got to the heart God. of the matter. We, we were only talking for five minutes. Oh. It's okay. It felt uh, like hours. <laughs> just tracing back our whole relationship. Was my hair different when we met at Black Weirdos? I mean, it wasn't highlighted. It was literally different hair. Is it offensive if I don't remember? It's a it's racist, probably. <laughs> I mean, it was like Asian-y. I don't know. <laughs> That's half Asian-y to you, bitch. <laughs> okay, well, Wait, we're what are we to, doing? To, we're, we're actually here to talk oh. about the episode. Look at the, the cranes have red, white, and blue lights on them. <laughs> we're, this is not going to happen. I know. This is, is it, like, thank God we for Zoom. And like, blue. It'll be amazing if we get through this part. I know. <laughs> I'm ready. I, don't I mean, I'm, what I need to I'm say. not, but okay. We are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> are we? The Heart of the Matter, the season three episode of Heart to Heart. Mm-hmm. And we're going to try to sum up what happened in this episode in 60 seconds or less mm-hmm. in the segment we call the Minute Max. Minute Max. And guess who starts? Is it you? No. Is it me? It is Joe. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh. Should we just go for it? I feel like there's more we need to say in the preamble. We're in Seattle. Did we already say that? Can somebody <laughs> can somebody else run the timer for me since we're all together? Yeah, yeah. of course. I always it's do it anyways, to be honest. Even if, I feel like now that we're in a room together, I, I have to say, like, I always start a timer even, for you. I kind of didn't even watch. <laughs> and, and you're under a lot of times. Um, you're like a 48 second max. Okay. The heart of the matter. Here we go. Why is it called that? Did we? Did Ellen even introduce herself? Yeah. Who is happening onto this accidentally? And being like, I wonder who that bitch is. I know <laughs> this episode is not yeah, the place to start. This isn't it. This is. If you're, yeah, if you just like started the podcast, like this whole episode is already just like a really mm. sad. I'll put, a, I'll put a caveat on the description. <laughs> yeah, for, for lovers here. only. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For- devoted lovers this is for the lover in you i'm really like stalling for time because i don't know what happened in this episode and you, should we shake it up it's should not I go helping first? me no I, i'm gonna do it okay all right the hearts are off to Brittany. um <laughs> francis boner basically the florida of france they go there they take a plane and they take a train and they get to a chateau in Brittany, um which is basically france if you don't know they go to a chateau and they stay there and their friend is there staying at the same time. And he's an author and he goes, they have drinks with him in the night and then they're given these coffees and Jennifer's like, look at that Frenchy chest. It's very French. And then they're given these like very strong coffees and they're like, they're trying to fuck. And then the, the, 
boy <laughs> that gives them the coffees, the hotel boy. And then Jonathan falls asleep immediately, but Jennifer doesn't drink hers. So obviously it was drugged. So what's going on? Um, their friend goes missing and they were like, he was in room seven. And they're like, there wasn't a room seven. There's never been a room seven. And they, they find him in the garden and he shoots at them with a gun. And then they realize it was just a man who was also staying at the hotel who was trying to steal the identity of their friend and murdered their friend. And like, he didn't get away with it. They, they caught him in the end. <laughs> the end. That was so illuminating <laughs> about my understanding of what this episode was about. <laughs> that's your blood alcohol level. <laughs> oh, I thought it was good, but okay. maybe that's yeah, that's your blood about, alcohol okay. co- level talking. All right. All right um, what's the name of the family? Bouvet. Yes, it was like Bouvet. Bouvet. Okay, but it was Bouvet. We are the Bundawans from Brittany. I've got the Scooby laughs, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like, <laughs> like a panting dog. Muttley? Muttley. Oh, no. Oh, Muttley. Bonsoir. The heart of the matter. Uh, the hearts go to France, where Jennifer is meeting with her friend, whose name I can't remember, but he is her former publisher or something, and a friend of Jonathan's, blah, 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 blah. But they stay at a chateau that seems creepy and isolated, and then it like immediately turns into the lady vanishes, mm-hmm. right? Except it's not Miss Freud. It's the name of the publisher that I can't remember. But everybody's like extra creepy or evil peasanty, <laughs> so it has kind of like a Hitchcock and then kind of like a Hammer vibe. And everybody's like, there's no room seven. And like, there's a room seven, especially Jennifer, because J- Jonathan just drank the stupid drink that was obviously drugged. <laughs> Jennifer's reading Bertram's Hotel by Agatha Christie, which is actually not my favorite, one of my favorites with like Penny <laughs> Farthing or whatever the hero's name is. Anyway, it's a Miss Marple thing. But so... The she sees him carrying a trunk out, and then you're kind of like, oh, it's like rope. Also, it's so Hitchcockian. But then it's in France, and so they're like, oh, where's the person? Oh, not the person. Oh, where's the person? He's disappeared, and then the person that looks like him in a leather jacket is shooting at them, and then um, they're like, oh no, oops. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, oops. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. I'm leaving. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> We're in the middle of the pod. All right. Heart of the matter. Um, the hearts go to an, a small island off of southern France. Oh, de France. Uh, and are staying at a hotel maison um, that has a bunch of rooms, but not a room seven, so they're told. Uh, they meet with their friend Andrew Thomas, oh. who uh, mm-hmm. is a writer or a publisher. I, I don't know what publisher, he is. Publisher, I think. But uh, they're going to do something with him. And then they he disappears. And everyone that works at the hotel is like, he was never here and there is no, no room seven. Um, mm. Then the hearts are like, well, that's bullshit because we were there. And they do some snooping. They call a cop. The cop shows up and he's like, no, y'all are crazy. Um, then they do some more snooping and they find a photo <gasps> of the family that owns the Maison. And it's everybody that works there, including their friend that disappeared. But it's not their friend that disappeared. It's the brother who looks just like the friend. And he was trying to steal his passport. Ah, and you're up. Damn it. I was so close. They, were, they said <laughs> Ile Saint-Pierre is where they were. Ile okay. Saint-Pierre. But a place, an island with... Delicious cheese and strawberries. But they were in Brittany, right? Brittany is a region. Brittany is a region of France. That's the region they were in. Yeah. Because those hats, which I researched. Oh, Lord. Those hats. 
those traditionally dancing women outside of their chateau had these hats. And I was like, what the fuck <laughs> is that laced top hat that's like three feet long on yeah, top of like these women's heads? Like a lace chandelier. And oh. I looked it up and it's called <laughs> a coif de bigudin. <laughs> bigudin. Bigudin. Um, and it's a Brittany. It's a, a Britain yeah. tradition. Costume. Mm. Yes. Very, Very high laced hats. Mm. So, but they were on the Isle, Isle de Saint-Pierre is mm. where they were. Is where they said. Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that my name? I wasn't allowed to say it earlier. Oh, yeah. What's your name? Who are you again? Stop erasing Ellen's. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this episode, I the the beginning of it, I was actually like, "Oh my god, they're going somewhere!" Because it looked but very location. Turns out it was Beverly Hills. But oh, <laughs> so okay. the interior of the hotel looked exactly like Chilton School from Gilmore Girls. Oh yeah, and I think it was probably the same. It might have been the same location. Mm-hmm. Ellen, are you a Gilmore Girls fan at all? I watched the Gilmore Girls when it was happening mm. IRL mm. for how many seasons were there? Seven. Oh God! Seven. Yeah. Okay. I probably watched three or four. Okay. So you saw you saw Rory at, at Chilton Academy. Definitely. That's right. like first season. Yes. Yeah. Um. But I try not to. Thanks for nothing, Joe. Mm-hmm. Engage with the world about where I'm at with Gilmore Girls, love or hate or whatever, because I feel like people just want to take your American vagina away if you don't love Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and it's yeah. like okay. Um. I love the cast of Gilmore Girls but at a certain point there's just no one that I am relating to in Gilmore mm-hmm. Girls except for the snappity snap snap uh, Preston Surgis thing but it's like if I want snappity snap snap Preston Surgis I'll watch Preston Surgis or I'll watch Buffy yeah. but, I, but I, I did enjoy Gilmore Girls until it became a little too much about um, I just wasn't interested in Rory's fellas and yeah, I just kind of well, like certain I don't fellas know. that are better than other fellas so I don't even know where to start. Well, let's start at the beginning. So the the hearts arrive at this beautiful place, um, <laughs> the Ile de Saint Pierre. Everyone has a French accent, but it feels like no one really speaks French. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I actually I had that exact same feeling, yeah, and I started like, looking furiously looking up the cast, <laughs> and most of them were French except are- for oh. the bartender. Mm. The uh the the house boy. <laughs> oh yeah, he was uh, totally Francois. Not French, yeah, mm-hmm. he was yeah, not man. French. Uh, he's, he is now a uh, famous stunt coordinator. Oh, good for him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then the caretaker in the garden was also uh, an American actor. Huh. Do you know what stunts? What movies he's done? Mm. His name is Gilmore Pat, Girls. Pat Romano. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, a little what? film called Jurassic Park. Are you yeah. serious? A little movie little, called Jurassic. A little something. A little a little thing that somebody just tossed off. Oh a little God. thing called Jurassic Park. Steven Spielberg. <laughs> are you talking about <laughs> one of the lesser seen uh, Spielberg uh, action Spielberg. adventure films of the nineties? <laughs> or as I, I think, think of it, Goldblum. Mm. Max was in this episode. <laughs> Max was the first person that we saw in yeah. the episode. And he was I was very for... excited. And then it it just ended realized, up being bookends. Yeah, that they were playing you. And yeah. then the hearts even say later in the episode, he they're like making out and they're about to 
Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> Jonathan's like, no max, no freeway, no interruptions. And I was like, that's rude <laughs> because Max hasn't been in this whole season. He's been gone the whole season. Still waiting for someone to tell us what happened. Mm, so <laughs> waiting for no one to tell us what's I going on. I just find it sort of weird that the hearts would not have already done it on every surface in their house. So when they're talking about like, oh, should we, should we do it on the couch? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, yeah, the idea that there's any sort of like hesitation or shock. I, the, I was, I appreciated that Jonathan was like, what about Max? <laughs> He's still up. Uh, and she was like, he can get his own couch. And then I thought, that's really freaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. His own couch to who? Yeah. Maxturbation, <laughs> to as watch, I said. Yeah. <laughs> during the app. That's true. Which I, I will resay for the listeners. Do you, who feels like they have the strongest hold on what happened in this episode? Do you? I'm yeah. pretty, I'm pretty clear on how clear happened. are you, Ellen? Not at all. <laughs> Vapor Apparently clear. Not. Crystal clear. <laughs> I think I know what happened. I mean, I feel like whenever you say, that was confusing to me. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I think I can, I think I can do I it. I think I, I think my focus lacks at some very critical moments during this episode. And can you just explain it to me outside of the Minimax and maybe for the listeners too, because our Minimaxes were bullshit tonight. Speak for yourself. I know. <laughs> what the hell? I don't understand Shots what fired. happened during this. Can you just explain it? The hearts are you? on vacation. Mm-hmm. Well, they're, they're, the hearts. Jennifer is called to meet with Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas, that's mm-hmm. right. Who is I this is okay, I He's the publisher. If he's a publisher, cool. That's cuz that whole thing I didn't get. Mm-hmm. I didn't get why they were meeting. Mm-hmm. Um but he wanted Jennifer for some assignment or to write his memoirs or whatever. It's he wanted to start a new series for his prize-winning journalist Jennifer is presenting writer Jennifer mm-hmm. Edwards Hart. Um, and he was meaning to talk the next morning uh, after they toasted each other the night before he was going to propose to her a new series, a travel series. That's right. Okay. That's right. Well, so, okay. So they get to the hotel and they meet this a- Andrew Thomas Yes, mm-hmm. and they have drinks with him mm-hmm. in yes. room seven. They share a mm-hmm. bottle of champagne. Okay. The next morning. Next morning, he's gone. They're, they're like waiting for him for breakfast. They're waiting for him, and then they ask, like, "Can you call up to his room? Mm-hmm. Can you call up to Andrew Thomas's room, room seven? And they're like, "Oh, I'm sure there's no room seven. And there's no Andrew Thomas. And there's no Andrew Thomas. Okay. And then it evolves into there being they think there's a Mister Tobias, mm-hmm. but there's still no room seven. Everyone's like, "Motherfuckers, there's no room seven. Mm-hmm. Seven is bad luck." And then the hearts are like, they, they don't even bat an eye. They're it's immediately confirmed. like, there is a room seven. We are the hearts. We are American. There's a fucking room seven. <laughs> and we went there right. and we sent a really expensive bottle of champagne there. And yes. our weird friend that, whose job is sort of unclear to us, Andrew Thomas, he's staying in room seven. We were in room seven. But every creepy ass person who works at this hotel is who is like obviously hiding something. Yes. <laughs> it's like a hammer movie times a billion. And they're like, no, 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 it's yeah. a bad look. It is bad look. There is They're all no in on room it. Seven. They're all like very, very in cahoots with this ploy. Okay. We don't know why yet. Right, right, right. Uh, and, and when they, and there was a storm the night. Okay, we, we should oh, also wait. add that the hearts, they attempted to drug the hearts with these 
delicious looking. Right. I was like, is it Spanish coffee? So yeah. Good. It was just like, it's like, like a hot, oh my God. hot black drink with <laughs> whipped cream, with whipped cream Keith, on top. Keith, is it a hot French Pina koala. <laughs> yeah. Pina koala. So, Pino right. Koala. So the, the Pino pe- koala. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a Pinot Noir. So the not French young uh, man that plays the son of the bartender in the chateau, he brings them these, yeah, yeah. these nightcaps. Right. And the nightcaps are hot drinks. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer's like, oh, no, no, I'm watching my waistline. Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's like, fuck yes. And he like takes glug glug he and then he is like it, unconscious <laughs> and she's it like works oh immediately. Yeah. shit and so then she hilariously begins to read Bertram's hotel in bed there's a a storm comes in and mm-hmm. so she's wide awake still she goes out onto the landing because she hears a noise mm-hmm. and she looks down and there is the bartender and some other random Dude, French and they're moving the trunk that Jennifer had noticed in the hallway earlier mm-hmm. and anytime there's a big trunk yeah. big enough to put a full size Body. Adult male body, and you know, there's you can guarantee weird. there's a man, right? In it. And, and so there's then a they shot look up of it, a square shot of the trunk. Like Jennifer's like, that front, that trunk is very French yeah. looking, <laughs> and then they do a full shot of the trunk, just square on the trunk. It's like, right. um, okay, I think this is might this might be coming back later in the, the episode. Two dudes, that one of whom is maybe kind of French looking, they're moving the trunk, and then they look up. And see Jennifer there, and she's all, oh, oh bonsoir, shit. Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to the room, and they do something. And they're like, so, oh, you're not asleep. And they look at each other very suspiciously, like, she's yes. not asleep. Mm-hmm. And then the next day is when they're, it's like, oh, where's our friend Andrew? Da, da, da. And there's no room seven. Nobody thinks it's room seven. But then they're out in the garden talking to the gardener. <laughs> the caretaker, <laughs> yes. And then... Andrew Thomas starts shooting at them <laughs> very in his Serpico leather jacket. Yes. He's like Terminator. He's yeah. not a very good shot. No. no. And, and the way he's doing that, it's like he sees them, he holds the gun up like a robot, like a mannequin, shoots with an angry looking face, pulls, puts the gun down, turns, takes a step, turns back, puts the gun up, angry looking face, shoots, Turns, yeah. puts the gun down. It was very he was, strange. He was from the Chuck E. Cheese band. Yes. Like, yeah, if, yeah. The, animatronic. The it's also sort of like, did they just unearth that gun from a car yeah. that was immersed in the Sacramento River for like 200 yeah, years? Yeah. <laughs> gun. Okay, I know that there's not cars from 200 years ago. Come at me. Okay. So it's like not an old that. ass gun. <laughs> a 200 year old car. It looks like a gun that's made out of. Paper mache or something. Uh, uh, yeah. Graphite. Yeah, it is uh, <laughs> not super real looking gun, which seems no. weird. No, but you know, maybe you're just supposed to think like these are like Ilda Samari guns. Mm. Um, but so he shoots at them, and it's very confusing because they're like Andrew. Oh, there's Andrew, and they're waving frantically at him, and and it is Andrew, but is it because Andrew's suddenly wearing like a Serpico? leather jacket and yeah. shooting at them. Yeah. But we do know that it's the same actor. So we're, right. we, it's as far as actor. we know, it is him. It's very unusual. Yeah. And then the hearts are just like, where did he go? Where did he go mm. after? And then, oh no. And then he's shooting at us. And then everybody is just like, still really sticking with their, the lady vanishes. There's no Mrs. Foy mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. That's mm. like, there's no room seven. Your friend, Mr. Tobias, there is no da, 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 da. Like, mm. and the hearts are like, fuck no mm-hmm. what is going on like they're so 
extra, like they are Tommy and Tuppence times a billion because they are American <laughs> rich people, right? So they're like, mm. no, you're not going to do us like that. Yeah. There is no room seven. And Jeff's like, there's no room seven. There's no room seven. Like there is a room seven, motherfuckers. We were in yeah. room seven <laughs> and they just stick with it. They're going to die on that hill. And yeah. And there was room rightfully seven. so. Right. But and then the inspector comes. They like call the police. Like the phones are out, first, and then the phone first rings. The manager is like, "This the storm has blown all the phone lines out, so yeah. we can't call the police." And then the phone rings. Yeah. And then <laughs> I love so that good. moment because if I was the person calling that hotel and I heard the the concierge picks up the line and he says. I will call the police yes. right after this call. <laughs> if I heard a concierge say that, I would definitely second I would book immediately. guess. Yeah, I would be like, get me in that hotel yeah. immediately. I'm like, do like you it have... sounds like you have special. Yeah. Like, do, all, do the rooms have their own bathrooms? Yeah. Do you have a room seven? Because I'll yeah. stay in room Is seven. Is there a bathtub? <laughs> I'm interested in unlucky rooms. Do you have any available? Why are you calling the police right after this call? What, what's going on? Okay. Well, so I, I, I understood this, all of this up to this point. I understood. Okay. I, I'm fully on board. Okay. There's a man pretending to be the man inspector who is friends Novi. with Inspector Right. Oh, yeah. And then the inspector comes and mm-hmm. he is like, everything's fine. I'm an inspector. Here's my ID. Right. The ID this is, photo. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, oh, manager, whatever. <laughs> this, right? is, yeah. this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. The, I'm sorry if people for people that don't understand French. Yeah. Um, but big up to our Canadian listeners. Yeah. yeah. If you're from Montreal. Hi. Hi. I said, what I just said was this is bullshit for the American listeners. Oh, thank you, Joe. Yeah. I, yes. yes. Okay. So Jennifer immediately finds a photo of that man, the inspector, the man posing as an inspector with the entire Everybody staff great hotel. creepy moment. Yeah. So it is sort of like the creepy, the others sort of mm-hmm. hammer film moment where right. she finds right. a hidden photo while mm-hmm. Jonathan is talking to fake inspector, irritating hotel manager, mm-hmm. weird bartender mm-hmm. and son, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't made know what the maid also. is. Well, is so it made there too? Made and so eyebrows. she's, like, made, she's yes. like, oh shit. <laughs> and it kind of has like the photo equivalent of like Outlook Hotel vibes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. We're like, oh God, oh God, Mr. Torrance, your money's no good here. And she's like, oh, it's okay, Jonathan. Like, we're totally cool. No, inspector. Like, I'm so sorry that you came out here on this much ballyhooed boat, blah, blah, Nothing to see here. <laughs> Bye. We're just going to go be stupid Americans. We're going home. Totally like our friend never existed. The yeah. end. The real life equivalent of texting NBD. Yeah. yeah. She's, like, she's like, oh, no, no, no. MBD. Yeah. Like, it's cool. It's fine. Which would make me very suspicious if I was plotting against these people and they, they just immediately were like, oh, actually, it's fine. And yeah. we believe you. I would be like, um, why do you believe us all of a sudden? Yeah. yeah. That we've given you many reasons not to believe yes. us, and yet you believe us very quickly. But so, the Bouvet family. This is where like I start they to get confused. are sort of, I don't know. They're not communicating very Everyone well. there, everyone that works there is a member of the Bouvet family. Like, mm-hmm. they're all, they're all okay. family. And they're yeah. all in that photo. And they have a mm-hmm. brother who is Jean-Claude. A, an international criminal. And he just happens to look exactly like he just happens Andrew. to look exactly like Andrew Thomas. Mm-hmm. And okay. his his ploy is to steal his passport, steal Andrew Thomas's passport, okay, so that he can enter the United States and disappear. Yeah. Okay. And his family is totally cool mm-hmm. with this plan. They want to steal 
Andrew Thomas's passport yes. and helped the black sheep right. of the family, as described by the gardener, the black sheep, Jean-Claude. Mm. He's a very bad man, mm. as the gardener describes him, and they just want to help their brother out and just get him out of their hair, get him out of the country. Mm. This man is a dead ringer. He stays at that place all the time or whatever, mm. right? Mm. Off the beaten path, travel editor. And so right. they're like, okay. Jean-Claude is like, hey, Bouvet family. You hate me because I'm the bad brother. That that dude comes here. I'm going to take the passport. And then, and then we're I'm done. Out. You're like, never, never going to have to deal, deal with, with me again. again. But they didn't know that he was going to kill that guy. Yes. They didn't. And so, so it stuck him in a trunk. Okay. I'm on okay. board with this. I'm understanding fully. Good. I'm understanding that. They were like, don't. Why did you kill him? We weren't ready to go that far. Well, not yet. Oh. They're not there yet. Okay. Because Jennifer's all like, oh, we're cool. Because she saw the creepy Bouvet family version of the Outlook Hotel. Where she's like, <laughs> shit is not right. <laughs> this is not good. Oh, God, something that's happening. And then Jennifer encounters Jean-Claude, who, of course, looks exactly like Andrew Thomas. <laughs> and for a second, she's like, oh, my God, what the fuck is happening? And happened to have... A spirit gun yeah. mustache. Until he peels his mustache <laughs> off. To where? <laughs> right in front of her. He pulls the mustache off and he's like, you. And then they use the great device, which is you should always run out into a parade, a festival, the running of the bulls, a party, whatever, and victimize those people also yeah. as part of your thing. So they go out and they're just like, oh my God. Luckily, and there's a peasant wedding happening a peasant at the wedding chateau. Happening. Luckily, there's a bunch of fucking bigudons out there. There the, on the ill are just loving life and just doing their thing. And they're wearing and their like, the like 10 life. foot tall lace hats. Yeah. And it was going to be a really great day and it was going to be very romantic until mm. Jean-Claude in his Serpico white lapel caramel colored leather jacket comes out and he's all fuck you hearts and then Jonathan pats mm. on him and they wrestle 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 and then they Jonathan punches the shit out of him and Jean-Claude goes down and then Jean-Claude's brother and all the other bouvets are like oh my god and uh manager guy older brother I guess I'm guessing yeah uh Mr. Bouvet is grabs the gun and like levels it at the hearts and he's like, Oh, what are you doing? And they're like, What you Jonathan is just like, Blah blah, you killed Andrew and they're like, Oh Yeah. We did not think I apologize. I apologize. Apology. And he so hands the gun to him. Find out rather pathetically that <laughs> the Bouvets were supporting their brother. <laughs> they wanted to just get the passport and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Be rid of it. And they had no idea that their horrible bad man brother was going to kill Andrew right Thomas. okay so they weren't they weren't down to kill fully it's, i can understand that okay. i track it what i don't understand is why the why the hearts came to the hotel to meet with this friend that then the door to the, his hotel room was was painted over to pretend like there wasn't a room just like an operation murder there was a paint over of a room that exists that they pretend like doesn't exist to like why were the hearts involved in any of it for the bouvet bourgeois family like what was what were they they were thinking like we have a witness now to like show that this man was here no they they were there. Okay. So the reason they were there is because Jennifer wanted to go on a vacation with Jonathan. Right. To a lovely place in France. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so she finagled it so that they would go to the chateau right. to meet with their friend. Right. Um, friend disappears. So obviously they're the up. hearts. So they're like, well, get your get your shit stirring boots on because we're about to go find out what the fuck happened in France. Right. That's why they're involved. And they're convinced there's a room seven the whole time. Yes. So there is a room. Seven. There is a room seven. But why they, did the family do that whole thing? Because the hearts showed up. And fucked up their plan, and so they had to, like, disappear here, Andrew Thomas. So this is, okay, this is what I want to talk about with this episode, because I really like this episode, and I really liked this plot. I want to talk about the plot, because it's really interesting to me that it's about a family who is basically getting together to assist the black sheep of the family Mm -hmm. to escape prosecution. Yeah. And I think that's a really cool story. I think it's a really good story. It's a really interesting. Yeah, it's not about money. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. not about money at all. And it's a whole family of villains, sort of, which is really cool. Well, well, see, this is this is where it gets this is where it gets interesting to me. It's like, like they weren't willing to go along with murder like that. You you almost get the impression that they had a conversation beforehand of like, look. We're going to help you get this dude's passport, yeah. which is a fucking international crime. Right. But but if you kill okay. him, we're, going to detain we're out. Him. Like, we're going to bust you if you, yeah. if you so kill said, him. We Whoa. were going to detain him, mm-hmm. is what he says. Was that the plan? That's what I'm confused yeah, about. Yeah, no. So they the the hotel manager, who I'm assuming is the eldest brother, yes. he says as much. He, he specifically says, like, the plan was to detain him. Okay. Not to Like, forever in a dungeon? Or? No, they were no, going to detain American. him so that he's he could American. escape. So that like if you could uh, escape with the passport, okay, Americans okay. lose their passports all the time. Right. Like right. you, you okay. just, all he has to do is lose his passport. What got fucked up was that Jennifer didn't get, didn't drink the knockout juice. So she saw them c- toting the, <laughs> see, okay. The trunk, here, again, the very French trunk. Here we have a problem. Mm-hmm. Two people that were not the brother that they were assisting we're toting a body out of the hotel in a trunk. Mm-hmm. They know that there's a body in there. Mm-hmm. So they're not they're They are now fully aware that a murder has taken place and they are complicit and they're like willing to help. No, but I think that he was because they, when Jonathan breaks into the room through the window, like the room has been tossed, yeah. right? Room number seven, which does actually exist despite yes. all of the family's protestations. Mm. It exists and it's been tossed. And so it shows that there's been some kind of struggle mm-hmm. and altercation in the room. So Andrew Thomas clearly has been set upon by members of the, of the Bouvier family who are like, we just need to knock him unconscious or, or like we have to just keep him captive until our black sheep brother, the bad man, Jean-Claude mm. can take the passport Get on that ferry and escape. So to we're assu- you're assuming that they believe this man is simply unconscious, not dead. Yes, I think so too. Yes, he's they unconscious. They didn't know he was murdered until the hearts told them at the end. He's okay. unconscious, and I believe that John Claude murders him because he's bad. So uh, this this episode would have benefited from like another half an hour. Yeah. 
Um, but that's what I'm confused. I'm still confused about the covering up the room. I'm just like, the covering up of the room is my major flaw. I don't with understand. the episode is that they they trying to convince just, the like, hearts that they move a thing in front of the, because the hearts notice they're like this is where the door was and there's a hutch. So let's move the hutch. Mm-hmm. It was full Rosemary's Baby moment, and they mm-hmm. move the hutch, and it's a perfectly it's a perfectly untouched wall mm-hmm. with wainscoting yeah. and like everything. You're they, telling me that in less than eight hours, mm-hmm. they were able to seal this wall and finish details and paint mm-hmm. and then put of a thing like, in front of it. And then like they touch chateau. it over and over again. There's no handprints. There's no mm-hmm. smell of paint. There's nothing like the hearts would have noticed. Mm-hmm. This is just like, I know, uh, that's that, I I know that this is one of those things where it's like, it's a TV show. Yeah. <laughs> but this, that was for me. That was the thing that was the step too far. I I just don't understand why they did that because they were like the hearts will will convince the hearts that they were daydreaming this rendezvous with their the gas, friend. The gaslighting part of it, I was one hundred percent into. I thought I that it was Lady Vanishes. It yeah. worked. It worked for me because I was like, yeah, this is good. Like they're they're jet lagged. They were drunk. It was Operation Murder. Yeah. Yeah. Kind uh, of. Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, I appreciate all of the references. Like I love. Uh, a storm. I love that they mm-hmm. were obviously being drugged. I mean, mm-hmm. everything about that I love. It's like, yeah. yes, yeah. that's how you do it. That's so how good. You, that's how you lady vanish this shit up. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, yeah, I mean, like completely sealing up the wall is preposterous. But at the same time, like it's the Buffet family Chateau Hotel. Those motherfuckers know how to take care of that property the end. They but know they, what color I think the that it is. would have been better if they hadn't gone that far with it. Right. That's, That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's and so, but, but at the same time, I still, of course, I super love it because I love the Bertram's Hotel reference that Jennifer's reading that, uh, like wink, wink. I read the, bed. I read the Wikipedia entry on the, at Bertram's Hotel because well, I was Bertram, like, what's at, at Bertram's Hotel, which of course is Miss Marple goes to stay in London for two weeks and, uh, mayhem ensues because Miss Marple, but, and it's like a kind of, in some ways, I perceived that her reading that to be like a signal mm-hmm. that yeah. the episode itself was going to do the same thing that Bertram's Hotel does within the context of the Egg of the Pursuit, yes. which is that Bertram's Hotel is often remarked upon to be a bridge too far. It is like it says all of the ludicrous conceits that you're willing to buy into when mm-hmm. you're reading classic detective fiction from a spe- particularly British classic, yeah. like Golden Era detective fiction. But it's just a little much. And I feel like that's what they were telling me. But of course, if you're not keyed into that, then it's pretty ridiculous. I wasn't keyed into that, the specific of that story. I was keyed into Agatha Christie locked door mystery. So I was like, this is a locked door mystery. Of course. Yes. We love a cozy mystery. And it was. Yeah. Her reading the, that, to me, it was a little too much for the episode. I was like, "Oh, because of the hotel thing is too on the nose." I like yeah, that. I like that. Mm. It's it, it just fed into my my belief that the hearts are troublemakers, <laughs> and like she's like, "We're going to stay at a hotel in France, and it's going to be lovely." 
I'm going to read this story about some bullshit that goes on in a hotel in Europe. <laughs> I would do that. I would do that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I kind of love it. You it's, would do that it's and the like sort of romanticize that about things yeah. that weren't happening. Yeah. But just to put that in a story that you're writing that is so Agatha Christie, like locked door mystery. Oh. That to me is just like, oh, hat on a hat. Like it's like a little too. I, I get you. I yeah. get you. Yeah, but I, I, totally I think get that, that it's, I think that it's right. I, I For me, it works. But you guys know more about, I don't know. I've never read any Agatha Agatha Christie anything so I've only read 10 Little Indians it's the only Agatha Christie book I've ever read the only thing I know is like Locked Door Mystery Hotel there's like something as a foot in this hotel which is exactly what was happening to the hearts on this trip of course well for me what I love of course is Lady the Lady Vanishes Mm -hmm. references which are very strong and I think which might have have uh, distracted the writers a little bit because you can really dig into that whole mm. thing, right? Where it's like, there is no room seven. Everyone's vaguely sinister and very hammer-esque. And, mm. you know, the only thing missing was there wasn't like a random lady in a mantilla, right? <laughs> the classic ingredient. You just sprinkle like the <laughs> severe woman wearing a mantilla on a train well, and there everything was a, goes sideways. there was sideways. a woman with some severe eyebrows. Right, there has oh, yeah. a buffet. <laughs> Who got her? Uh, who got her, her? Her eyebrows done at House of Sharpie. <laughs> Sucks to me that lady, that sister or niece or sister. aunt or whatever sister. she was, Sisters. because they all are like we're a family who owns this hotel. I'll be the cleaning lady. That's, like I, what? I, I, I totally did that too. I was yeah. like, okay. How did they decide who was just menial labor? <laughs> was the and gardener? Like, I guess to be like the the manager. Yeah, the gardener uh, was in on it too. So. Everybody was in on it, right? The gardener. Everyone the was shears. in. The gardener was in it because when, but the gardener was obviously like he had a conscience. I'm gonna say right. I'm gonna He's I'm like, gonna go uh, basic and say back. he had a conscience. He was like. Because he said, hey, our brother Jean-Claude, he's he's a real shithead, uh-huh. and we don't like him. And then he catches himself and says, I can't say anymore, and I got to go. Mm-hmm. But he's not, the gardener's not in the Bouvet family. I right. Don't I don't think so either. He's, so he I thought just, he was. You know, no. He's he was like, in the picture. Oh, the family, this or that. I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I, he wasn't. I'm, all right, I, I think that was what was special I'm, I'm about the gardener scene. That's why the gardener was like, to, yes. like calling them out. Yeah. And he so. was like, be careful of the garden. He was trying to warn them. Yeah, You'll get like, lost oh, in the yeah, garden. Yeah. And yeah, then he like has lost. these giant shears and looks at them in such a creepy way as they Which walk away. Which is great. Like it's yeah. so like yeah. shades of all the that, Wicker Man. So that was but, the other yes. thing about this episode is that it, it could have so easily and beautifully veared into darkness like we like. Like it could have gone fully like something is wrong mm-hmm. instead with the thunderstorm yeah yeah instead it kind of dug its heels into the comic acts aspect of the show mm. which i actually thought was successful i thought the hearts were continuously funny like every every scene they were in they were so unbothered by anything and they kept mm-hmm. equipping mm-hmm. And i right. thought that was cute i liked it i enjoyed it but it's also a classic reference back to the Thin Man or back True. to Edgar Christie, back to Tommy and 100%. Tuppets. So it's, the, it's that effervescent sort of upper class sort of mm-hmm. sort of devil may care thing where it's like something bad is happening. It's like last week we talked about when the hearts were in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. And, and Jennifer's like, they're, they're plotting a murder. And she's like, this room is delightful. <laughs> you know, like that's part of the... I just saw my friend die. I need to take a bubble bath. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just that same sort of throwaway mm-hmm. glamour, right? Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the the Lady Vanishes is always a great thing. I love the trunk reference, which is always just a great device, like the trunk, a trunk. Uh-huh. It's just the perfect thing. And so, of course, I think immediately of rope, which I super love. Mm. Rope Play is amazing. the film. I mean, it's like, yeah. 
Like, let's play with that a little bit. Let's get a little Leopold and Loeb, but let's do it. And so it it does go a little crazy when they have actually plastered up the entire wall. I do yeah. think that, that for was me, too much I'm for like, me. I'm You're like, I don't fine care. with it. That to me, I that confused the fuck out of me. See, I that's a thing that I love. Like, I love the idea of yeah. Like mm-hmm. we have sealed a room. Oh, I love that to be that so to be so sinister that you are going. All yeah, in on I, I yeah. definitely, I'm on I board. I like that idea. If they had made it, they were yes. they were knocked out for a week. Yes, yes. <laughs> or like they, they got sedated. Or, or they, we're taking a day trip. Like mm-hmm. we're taking a day trip tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're we got drunk. Back. We yeah. got drunk, and when you get back from sure. your day trip, we're, we're gonna reconvene. Yes, that would have been perfect to me. Yeah. Uh, but instead, it was like the next morning they go, they they find where the wall was, it's silly. and then they touch it repeatedly, mm. and it's like you would, but it's your so, hand would go into plaster. Yeah, but it's so great that they push the wardrobe aside because everyone's thinking like, oh, they'll see it. Yeah, I think back to the first time you ever saw the lady vanishes, and oh man, like it just what? So I don't know the lady oh vanishes. Oh my god. I just watched The Lady oh. Vanishes a so couple months ago. Explain the reference the time. <laughs> that's happening with The Lady Vanishes. Lady Vanishes is an Alfred Hitchcock movie, mm-hmm. an early Alfred Hitchcock movie about uh, people on a train in Germany, Brittany, in Eastern Europe. They're in mm-hmm. Eastern Europe, and the this woman, yeah, there's a young woman who meets an older British woman, and they have this conversation on the train. Mm. And then she dis- the older woman disappears, and everyone on the train who they the younger woman is like, "You saw her. You talked to her. You did this." Oh. They all say, "Nope, no, we cool. never heard I never that. saw. Really cool. I never saw anybody uh-huh. by this name." Okay, I love that. Yeah, that's, you that's watch, me like goosebumps right you now. Watch that, the movie. That it's movie. so good. So, it's so good. So, so yes. And the reason. So the plot device is that they're on the train mm-hmm. and then the tracks, something happens. And so they're trapped. Yeah. In this, they can't in move. This Ooh, I love that. So I love that. The, the young girls are all put together in a room. Oh my God. And they're having fun. And there's like the young men oh that God. are the, like it's the so adventures. It's on HBO. Uh, That's listeners, amazing. If you haven't seen the lady vanishes, it's on HBO max. I really want to watch that. Even the worst take on the lady vanishes. I love completely yeah and i can't spoil it for you and but there's just yeah. a moment okay, okay. where this it's proven to you that take. that, yeah, that exactly. she is when you receive the proof that that woman was alive it is like yeah it's oh, i feel really good <laughs> i see what you're saying now and i understand having that explained to me that gives me goosebumps that idea this conspiracy happening yeah. is creepy no ass you, you're isolated from no everything else you. exactly that's so cool mm-hmm. there was a max moment at the very end of the episode that kind of I, like really sums up the whole episode to me where the hearts it's like the the finishing scene after yeah. the final freeze frame there's a finishing scene the hearts are on the couch and they're making out or whatever mm-hmm. max comes in and they say something and then he says must be jet lag but but he says it in such a quick fashion that it doesn't land with what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. He's saying it must be jet lag as to why they're acting so strange, but it does not read as a joke. And it's just like, he doesn't give it the time that it needs. Mm. There's no time for it basically, mm-hmm. which is the problem with this whole episode. Well, There's yeah. no, he had time to get to his, the matinee show. 
of his play that he was doing that yeah. year. <laughs> but the hearts say, I forget what the hearts, do you remember Until what they someone say? tells me differently, that's what I'm right. saying. Yeah, the hearts were like something about like, something about, God, do you remember? I just remember from the last scene, Jonathan saying, do you want to go to bed? And she said, no, let's stay here. Yeah. But which they I s- thought was no, she, so she says, fucking adorable. She says, I'm afraid if we go up to, he's like, do you want to go up to our room? And she says, I'm afraid if we go up there, our room will, yeah, our right. room will have disappeared. And then Max says orig- immediately, he's like, must be the jet lag. And yeah. it's just like, it does not read as a joke that he thinks that they're acting crazy because there's, there isn't time for it. There's no pacing of the joke. Mm. And that sums up the whole episode to me is like, there's just not time for it. Mm. There's not time for this whole <laughs> conspiracy thing to be played out in a mm. creepy way. You need subtle moments. You need little, like the hearts need to be at this hotel for a full week and they need to like have these interactions and then they need to have little interactions with each employee this and then it been would a movie. so you're saying this it's, it's been a two a, hour this should have been yeah. a two-parter and you guys explaining the lady vanishes to me makes me think like okay they were just doing a cover of that and it does not they were yeah the they time were. it was a definite cover they were yeah it's yeah. um i don't know i mean of course i just love it and i like that for me with this episode i just like that it is different in tone and pacing in all the things. I mean, it just has so many things that I super love. Yeah. I I liked the tone of this episode. I thought it was funny mm-hmm. when it needed to be funny. I thought it was genuinely creepy occasionally. I I of course wanted it to go creepier. Way yes. more into the creepy because yes. it had so much potential. You need pathos. You need that pathos to make this idea work. You need the like shots, the creepy, subtle slow moving things to make this idea work. But even the reveal, the reveal is that the family is covering up for their, their ne'er do well brother yeah. mm-hmm. and trying to, to assist him in escaping. Which persecution, is not the lady vanishes, which is not the lady way. vanishes, mm-hmm. but that's, I think that's so cool. I love it's that. A, it's a great I love twist. It. I think it's a great, I think it's a yeah. great, uh, I love substantive plot. totally yeah <laughs> yeah substantial and, and it, plot. It, like it fills in so many blanks but there's still just these big yeah gaping things and yeah. like for me you know that stuff doesn't bother me but i totally i totally get where yeah. you're coming from yeah where it's like yeah and i think it's it's something where to say about this episode that it's like ah more time would have been better mm-hmm. I mean, that's a compliment. I think it's a huge yeah, compliment. Yeah. Totally. It's like there's I, a lot of meat on that bone. I love there this is. episode. I just, yeah. I, the I idea of more. it is great. And especially because it's not about money. Mm-hmm. Like that really gives it a lot Always more. good. Yeah, it's always, always good. It's just like Lady Vanishes, just like I was saying, I'll never forget seeing that for the first time as a kid and just being like, oh, it's just mm-hmm. that idea, you know, and, the, and it's a, adapted in so many ways there's just something so powerful for us as human beings to to have what we perceive as reality challenged Mm -hmm. and it's so terrifying to have people question oh my god your experience and and your yeah perception oh, right and to tell you like me. that didn't happen that didn't that's happen the it's scariest just like the thing so scary. that's it's, the scariest thing yeah. and any any mystery it's is amazing. is when is gaslighting it's yeah. always anytime anyone's saying you're crazy what you mm-hmm. believe to be real 
is not real. But they just, they never, like the whole Jonathan being drugged and Jennifer not being drugged, they could have leaned into that a little bit more, I felt, because there was never a moment when they were convinced. It was always the hearts were like, no, you're wrong. Like there was a room seven, there was this, you're wrong, you're not convincing us. Yeah, that's where where they fell short for me on that end of it was that Jonathan this was a perfect moment for Jonathan to be, to basically say to Jennifer, are you being a little weird? Yeah. Like, mm. is this, are you jet lagged? Mm. Are you, were you too drunk last night? Like, which, which I, we always hate, mm, we but hate it's, that. but it is a, it is a thing that works in this style of mystery. But yeah, but they've established already that he doesn't do that one anymore. Right. Yeah. That's, right. He's done and with so that. it's, it's evolved through that. Like mm. they've pushed through that. Jonathan, has moments where he where they do touch on that is that he's been drugged and he does not remember things and she's like remember and he just has like that zoned out i've been drugged Mm. jonathan face yeah he's like you wanted to fuck to me yeah Yeah. oh that was yeah she was like i'm I'm still still holding holding that thought thought. yeah Yeah. and he's like like, what the fuck are you talking about and she's like i'm talking about fucking you yeah (laughs) <laughs> I'm talking about your dolphin rubbery <laughs> wet dick. <laughs> and she said it just like that. Okay. Bye, Ellen. Bye. Fun for your life. Oh, Corey has so many lamps. <laughs> There's lamps in your way. I think I've said everything I can say about how, how I really liked so much of this episode like the, it, it is like it has got the best bones ever they just put baloney on, on yeah. top of them they just like easy um, cheesed it but let's talk about to- some of the things that weren't supposed to be funny that were funny jonathan <laughs> what what during the during the like finale like the battle royale when when dude is like found out to be who he is oh my god and jonathan first of all jonathan's stunt double climbs out a window oh. and then up another another wall you to stare at his th- butt the whole yeah, time that that stunt double yeah he's good, good uh, <laughs> but when he's they hanging get, out of that window he is hanging out of the just window. trying to get a grasp for his feet on that ro- like smooth roman column he just can't there's like nothing to grasp with his feet there was so much care taken with like where he was putting his feet it was, and it was bizarre, like i yeah. was watching it like kind of wrapped oh. yeah there's like, like wow this is great what a little monkey like he's there's nowhere totally. to like climb on that and he just like found a way for yeah. somehow he found a purchase and but w- after <laughs> after after he gets into room seven through a window mm-hmm. and finds out that it's been sealed up, mm-hmm. Jennifer, who is in room twelve, which is their room, gets accosted by Jean Claude, yeah. who peels I'm off really his mustache, yeah. points a gun at her, and then they have this really cordial conversation. I know, which was adorable. Uh, <laughs> he leads her out into the hall, <laughs> and she. She is able to foil him by by moving a little cart in front of him and then running. And she yells for Jonathan, Jonathan fucking Kool-Aid man's through the door. (laughs) Through the fake door. (laughs) He just bursts through the fake plaster And then when he finds Jean-Claude. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! When you find Jean Claude, here comes Kool Aid. Here comes Kool Aid. He's going to save the day. <laughs> he hits him on the back of the neck, and and Jean Claude is just out. 
just out. Yeah. yeah. And that's when the hearts are like, let's just walk down the stairs. Oh, let's act that's natural. Let's yeah. Act very well, natural. Well, before this, though, Jennifer, so she screams for help in the room. <laughs> Jonathan goes bursting through the wall. Yeah. But then oh, yeah. she. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, oh, yeah. Through the wall. <laughs> Jennifer throws the cart in front of the guy, foiling him for a full 10 minutes. She runs down two <laughs> steps, trips on the flat carpeting, yes! and just falls on the flat Her carpet. stunt woman trips yeah. on the carpet. Yeah. Because <laughs> at that point, this is the this yeah. the last like 10 minutes of this oh whole sequence God. is That's just it. wigs. Like it is yeah, just it is so many worst bizarre giant wigs, wigs I've ever and seen. And why? In my life. Like the Jean-Claude wrestling with Jonathan wig yeah. is that could have been done by them. I'm that, sorry. They were doing yeah, like I a slow dance. Why. They were holding each other's wrists and then like going back and forth, <laughs> shooting a gun into the air, which is like, why? Okay, if I'm a bad guy and I have a gun and the guy grabs my wrists <laughs> and is like slow dancing with me, I'm not going to pull the trigger six times, which is the amount of bullets you That's have true. to he's, shoot him. Yeah, He's just shooting into the air around all these At somebody's, peasant, yeah, somebody's peasant wedding. These I can't wait to like see how many different ways you pronounce that these word. Buga, Bigodon. Here comes Kool-Aid. This coif de Bigodon. Which like also, okay. Here comes Kool-Aid. Here comes Kool-Aid. He's gonna take your thirst away. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Bigodon. He's Bigodon. Oh, yeah. The the hearts are cut off from society is a major plot point in this episode. Yet there are 6,000 women and men, lads, dancing with these giant, like, silk lace hats. 6,000 makes it sound like the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's a lot. There were like 30 of them. It's like a barbecue. There's a barbecue. There's a wedding going on. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. My main question was like. a boy and a girl from the village. I, I guess that's why they put them in these giant bigoudon hats because they were like, oh, you can't go up to them because there's like a cultural parade happening and they will not speak or English. A, or a wedding. wedding. Or a wedding or a Brittany social tradition that's like slow dancing Joe, with these lace. I'll, I'll lend you some of my research material on national costume. Can you lend me some of your <laughs> coiffe de bigoudon? No, I, I legitimately have. You have bigoudon? No, I have the the reference material that shows oh. those, those costumes. Yeah. I want a bigoudon. I want one of those. A bigoudon. A big a bigoudon. Oh, yeah. Or, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but like any at any moment. <laughs> as much as I love a bunch of like six foot tall lace hats in yeah, a, an episode sure. of heart to heart. Sure. The hearts could have ran up to any of these people and been like, um, excuse me, we're being hoisted by a, by these, this family, please help us. Well, and, the, and we know, on. we know that we know that Jennifer speaks perfect French. Yeah. She's That's like true. bon nuit. Multiple times. She said bon nuit to those guys <laughs> holding that chest with bon a dead soir. body in it. Bonsoir. The final scene at the wedding yeah. when the, 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 hearts, wedding. the hearts are trying to blend in by slow dancing. Then, mm. uh, <laughs> then Jean-Claude who gives zero fucks mm. just walks up to them with the gun. And then there's a fight like, well, okay, the gun goes off. Everyone scatters. Yeah, so it's now just Jonathan's stunt double and Jean-Claude's stunt double. Yeah. Both in the worst wigs I've ever seen on Art Art. Yeah. <laughs> and aerial shots. Yes, aerial shots. 
They yeah. had a crane. They had a drone. <laughs> Jonathan, Jonathan's stunt double punches Jean Claude's stunt double, and he immediately is just dead. Yeah, he's like, dead. He, he's they, on the he kills him. Yeah, he's yeah. not dead. Well, well he's no, like I mean, out. He's, he's out in a way that That's is the finish. really unrealistic. <laughs> the the end of that character for the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If Jonathan punches you, your character is done for the episode. But then the yeah. the, the way that it all comes together was was so peaceful and yeah, because the bit the guy the the manager <laughs> grabs the gun and is like i'm gonna kill you like and they've been conspiracy yeah, conspiracy ex- theory except my apologize uh except my apologize <laughs> he's but, sincere though but at that point but at that point you're thinking he's in on the plan with with totally i thought the whole family was in it like yeah. i was expecting a like, wicker man ending where yeah. like jennifer and jonathan are just gonna get killed but then right, the yeah. older brother's like it's oh over. he murdered him oopsie sorry about that here's the gun back <laughs> Yes, but it shows in some ways like it it just has more layers than many other episodes because it's like, oh, the family has a moral compass. Like they want to help their brother and just help him escape, although he's acknowledges the black sheep. But they're like, when the boat comes, Jean-Claude will pay the price mm-hmm. for murder mm-hmm. because the brother, like you can tell on the look on his face, he... He's yeah, he's bummed. He's he's, he's not he's not yeah, okay. That's not, yeah, his brother killed know, somebody. They didn't mm-hmm. want that, and yeah, that's not okay with the Bouvet family. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which is still also it's funny to me because this is like a I I always have this thought uh, experiment in my brain of like what is crime and where where do I like land on crime? Uh, like we like when we talk about theft or when we talk about mm-hmm. you know like things that that we personally may not consider to be um, offenses yeah. that re- that deserve capital punishment. I'm picturing you like holding a knife to my neck while I'm asleep. And you're like, what is crime? What is murder? <laughs> Where do I land? <laughs> what is well, murder? Yeah. I don't um, believe in capital punishment. Yeah, no, neither do I, but <laughs> I, 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 this is, this was an interesting thought process with this episode for me of, of like, what is the limit for a familial like right. like how how far are you willing to go to protect a family member mm-hmm. from per, from persecution yeah good question and, and yeah. one we don't know what jean-claude's crimes were they were never he's, specific but he's bad but he's bad we know that he's bad we just don't but but is he that bad mean, compared to the other siblings in the bouvet family well mm-hmm. and if the caretaker who sit who is the one that says He's bad. If he's not a member of the family, that's a whole other thing. Like we we're now in a whole other realm of, mm-hmm. of thought. Uh, but I was always assuming that he was a member of the family. Okay. See, I think that that Jean Claude is legitimately bad, like seedy person. Like the the rest of the family works in support of the family business on the ill. And Jean-Claude clearly has gone to the big cité and he (laughs) is shady as fuck, right? Mm, And to the point where like the gardener is like, "Mm -mm, Mm. he's bad. So I think that the family, of course, they're all just like, oh, but he's still our brother. Like he has this idea and we kind of just want him. It's like dual right? Where they care about him. They're obviously a close family, but they're just like, oh my God, like, Okay, let's yeah. just do this. Just and leave. He will leave. Just leave. And yeah. we will have helped him, and then we're just done and mm-hmm. we move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's the idea of like preserving your family and mm-hmm. saying, like, you are family. So mm-hmm. within reason, we are willing to 
help you out of whatever situation you're in. Right, right. Within reason. Yeah. Or it's, this is all we have. Like, we have this place that mm-hmm. we get money from having people stay mm-hmm. here. And please don't fuck that up for us. No, right. right. So you, like, we'll get you out of here because your your name is our name. We will help you get out of here if you promise to disappear. Yeah, they're just like, let's just get him out of our lives. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's I'm choosing to go there. Okay. Mm-hmm. You both have siblings. I do. Yes, I have a sibling. I have a sibling. Mm-hmm. If your sibling came to you one stormy French night and they said, I murdered a man and I need help hiding the body, would you help them? Yeah. You would. I would help your sibling too, Yeah, to be honest. I'd be like, there I, was a I reason. Mean, I think Tracy I would, would not do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Tracy is I like, think I think I would have some questions. Yeah, uh, I would definitely have some questions. No questions asked. Well, would you help them? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ellen. Stormy Brittany night. But this is like, <laughs> and they're wearing a quilt to be good on. This is well. Here's a question: Is is Tracy wearing a spirit gummed mustache? Yes. And a leather, a Serpico leather jacket. She is, but she peels it off. Can Kool Aid help me? <laughs> yes, but he's full of blood. <laughs> uh. Huh? Okay. So you mean like me specifically, my relationship mm-hmm. with my sibling? Your sibling. They they arrive at your your house. There's they say there's a body in my trunk, and I need help getting rid of it. Basically, would you help them? No questions asked. Uh, I would not help them. No questions asked. And really? it's because that's yeah. Yeah. It's because you and Tracy, I, when I say that it, it means that I just would have to understand what happened. Mm-hmm. And so if I don't ask any questions, it's just, there's not that blind level. Like when there's a dead person, <laughs> I don't, I, it's not like, you okay, like, like, it's not like, you're I'm my like, family. Oh, yeah. Kappa Kappa, whatever. <laughs> Can I help you? Help you? Help you? No, mm-hmm. it's not like that mm-hmm. for me. It, no matter who it is, I have to have an understanding because mm-hmm. in my mind, and this is not neither flattering nor super moral, but to me, I have to understand the situation if I'm going to help you because you have just done something that I think has Same. like twisted your head around pretty. Mm. You don't know poorly. where they're at. It's like, yeah. yeah, I just have to like, tell me what happened. And then yeah. we, then we can figure this out. And I don't know if, Figuring this out means that I help you conceal it, or does it mean that we just sit there with a dead body rolled up in a rug? Like bury it, um, probably. We, most likely. Uh, like it's like spell. raining and you're digging Burying. a trench. Is <laughs> that a uh, Goodfellas scene? <laughs> yeah. It's like any nightmare in Elm Street sort of vibe. Is it like so, Russell Toby's the sister. This is the mm. thing though, because like if it was if it were Tracy, there wouldn't be a no questions asked thing. Like like Tracy would tell me what was going on mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. because that's our relationship. Yeah. Also, uh, Tracy would, would never, <laughs> I would help Tracy. Tracy would never murder someone. But if Tracy, she, if, if you're Tracy listening, did, <laughs> I would absolutely yeah. be like, what do you need? Like, let's, let's figure this out. And I'll honestly, <laughs> what, what helps, what help Tracy might need could be, we need to go to the police. Yeah. Oh God! Or no. we need to like we need to. This needs to stop. If one of your solutions mm-hmm. is to go to the police, it sounds like me and Tracy are burying two bodies that night. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! If you think if you think Tracy gonna kill me, you got another thing coming. Because I'm helping. But Joe, Tracy. what about you? 
I think I would. You would just be I like, think okay, I would throw the body in. My the brother is a and... very grounded person in general. Yeah. And I think I would just say, I think I would be like, oh, fuck, like this is happening. But like, I'm going to, I got to help you. Yeah. That's, I, I, I feel I like that too with Tracy. Yeah. But that's not what we're talking about in this episode. Like in this episode, what no, we have is a person who is a criminal, a relative who is a criminal, a, an international I criminal know. who is on the run. But I had to simplify and for the question. Their, their version of helping yeah. is, we'll help you disappear. <laughs> but I couldn't ask, would we you plaster do. over a hotel door for your sibling to well, cover yeah, up? Of course I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you can't ask that. You have to, it, like, for the sake of the question, it has to be like a no, body I, in the trunk. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I get if If it was a body in the trunk and if it were Tracy, I would... I would absolutely help, she but, but I think that help means something different than, right. yeah, let's chop it up and, <laughs> and hide it. Yeah. I, I think that for myself, I don't know. I think I'm, I just, no questions asked. If I, I just take it literally, it's like I have to understand the situation mm-hmm. in order to best assist you mm. so no questions asked is the wrong way to phrase yeah. that mm. scenario to me because, yeah, because i'm just like nope i'm gonna have some you're questions gonna ask him for i questions. have to assess coming back to the episode the fact that it was everybody in the family mm-hmm. yeah that that was just like yep we're all doing this right. mm. there this, is no room seven there's yeah. room 17 they're on board with helping him steal a passport though yeah yeah Whatever. which is which is a Huge crime. I don't know. It's a huge crime. I would immediately do that. For either of you, I'd be like, mm, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll no, steal that passport. So, no but here's deal. the thing, though. It's hard to find people that look like me. Context, mm. context clues tell me that uh, Jean-Claude was not. <laughs> <laughs> context clues tell me that Jean-Claude was not on the run for murder. Um, that he was probably egg. just like a, 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 a con man or yeah, or a theft thief. Yeah, some some shit like that. Yeah. yeah, like it wasn't. Perhaps they were protecting him. Possibly. Yeah. Entirely possible. Again, yeah. which is a game we needed. Changer, right? We needed more time. We yeah. needed forty five more yeah, minutes. Exactly. So if someone says like these guys are after me, <laughs> I have to get out of the country. Oh. You know, that's a different, Much that's a different easier. story. Yeah. So yeah, they no. didn't really get into that. Yeah, here, get, like, get the right. fuck out. Like, let's help. Right. Let's so figure that's it a game out. changer. Like, like you and your sibling, like their sibling is like, yeah. comes to your house and is like, let's go to the nearest whatever bar establishment, find someone who looks the most like me and take their ID. Like, that's the level that this episode basically was like positing. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would do that immediately. Yeah. Of course. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, that I wouldn't require much explanation for that. Mm, yeah. Sorry, I need to get out of the country. <laughs> well, because theoretically, <laughs> if you're not killing that person, they just replace their passport. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Thomas is just on the ill de blah blah. But why did he kill him? An extra week. Why did why did the Jean Pierre? Because he, he was worse than his family so, thought he was. So he was a murderer. I think. Like they they didn't know how far he would go to get out of trouble. He murdered yeah. people. This he is was, again. It was again like you could tell from the way the brother reacted that sometimes you just reach a place with siblings in particular where you are fucking done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And that was it. Like that yeah. that moment is just like mm-hmm. oh. We will plaster over a door for you any day of the week. We will not murder somebody for you. We will like change well, our hotel that layout. That wasn't the deal. Yeah, that wasn't the deal. They're like, we're willing to go this far. Yeah, the way that's, that that's, there were there were definite limits on their their willingness to help. Yeah, because they are not like Jean Claude, and that has to be very clearly 
delineated. Mm-hmm. Like there's a difference. It's also, I guess, about continuing to other John Claude, right? He is bad. Yeah. We are good. Yeah. And you are compromising us already. See, I just, I wanted, I want the 10 minutes that it would take mm. to illustrate that the family was like, this chateau is all we have. If we don't have this, we are dead. Like yeah. we're, we're finished. Yeah. And if, if getting you out of our lives is what it takes to maintain this humble existence that we have being maids and managers of a hotel. Yeah. Then we're, we'll fucking do it. Mm. Just, just never fucking darken our door again. Yeah. Just take that 10 minutes to give us that. Mm. And then the whole thing makes sense. I also thought rewrite corner. Here we go. Bitch, This has been rewrite alley. (laughs) The, Why not make him, why not make Jean-Claude Andrew's twin brother? And they have to, basically (laughs) the family has to choose because you're not. My ride's here. Yeah, bye. (laughs) He looked. Ellen's jumping off the balcony. (laughs) Fun for your life. He's not, he just looks like this guy. Like that's. Like, I don't, this, I feel like this has happened to the hearts before where they know somebody for their whole lives. They know somebody for years and then there's somebody who comes in who sort of looks like them and they're convinced that it is them. I feel like that's happened before in hearts. Well, what's happened with the hearts a lot is that people that they've known for many, many years turn out to be career criminals. Yeah, which is also bizarre. Or murderers. But I think that would have been a better, the family, keeping it in that whole family mm. situation. One, they and there could have been a whole backstory of these two twins who one of them turned out to be this evil asshole, but they're like, they still want to just get rid of him. And this is the best way to get rid of him is to like get, steal the passport of the twin who's good. Because then they, that minute makes sense that they look like each other. Because yeah. the whole him looking enough like that guy, also to where John, Jennifer saw him in a garden, he shot at her. She still thought it was him, and she That's, thought it, she thought it was him in the room. Right? She thought it was when she no, finds, she, she knew at that point. Oh well, because she found the body because in the, the trunk and the photo. She reacts like a Scooby Doo character. She does this <laughs> zoinks like <laughs> like whoa. She totally zoinks it. <laughs> she zoinks out. <laughs> and then she runs away and then um, Jean-Pierre is in the room and she still thinks it's him. She's like, and he's like, you're not seeing a ghost. I'm not Andrew and has a gun and then peels his mustache off. And she, then she's like, <laughs> Oh my God, you're not the friend that I've known for all these years. Hang on. I'm going to peel my mustache off Joe and yeah. it's going to freak your shit out. You're Eric. <laughs> you're going to peel your mustache <laughs> on. <laughs> I'm Corey. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm sorry I said you had too many lamps. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Please go now. Please add more lamps to this apartment. Yeah, hang on, I have to turn all these lamps. Get out of here. <laughs> the one thing it's missing is lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing 14 in my view right now. <laughs> yeah, but when they're in the garden, there is kind of an ambiguity with it where yeah. they're like, oh, is that That's Andrew? Andrew? Is that Andrew? And then he does this voguing gun fire at them <laughs> that is so bizarre. He is like posing with that gun and just like, well, yeah, bang, yeah, walk away, turn, bang, oh, walk away, turn. There's a very important thing that I want to talk about now. That is it? Uh, is it? it is. 
Pick your poke. <laughs> Fun for your life. <laughs> I know my poke. I know, mine, I know mine too, and you are first. Mine was a extra in the background who had a mustache at the Bigu Dawn party. <laughs> he didn't. He had zero lines, and he was very handsome. And uh, there were there was nobody else in the episode for me. Uh, Alien. None. Yeah, no. it's a rough one. No. Yeah, none. <laughs> no. Uh, no poke. Mine was the uh, hotel manager, eldest brother. <laughs> Oh. He was very handsome. The concierge? No, the the I apologize. Except my apologize. Except my apologize. Oh yeah, he was he was very handsome. Like he had that old old school French movie star thing that I was just like, yeah, you look good. He had a mustache, do you? Right? He also, uh, no, no, I don't think he did. He didn't have a mustache. Oh, okay. And very quickly, the clothes in this episode were un. Spectacular. Oh, Je- Jennifer shows up at the chateau in a great outfit. It's this like plaid popped collar sports coat with these camel pants. Great. Then she spends the rest of the fucking episode in this in like white. Ca- yeah, mom clothes. Like she's mom going to fleece. color me mine. She's going to like an outlet mall. <laughs> and she spends so much time in that. And her first outfit and she's was wearing so these baggy good. ass pants. Those pink yeah. pants that were just like huge on her. That's probably why she tripped at the end. But then it cracked. It did crack me up when they got home and they were on the couch. Jonathan immediately put on a neck scarf. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Hot. <laughs> Another note. Uh, Somebody asks, so after they get drugged with the French whammies, in the morning, the bartender, I think, asks how they slept. And Jonathan says, I slept excessively well, which (laughs) is something you would never fucking say. Like, if you, unless you thought you had been drugged, which he didn't at that point, you wouldn't describe something as excessive. Like, "Eh, I am enjoying my dinner excessively. I think I have said that before. (laughs) No, you would not say that unless you had, like thought that you had been drugged or something that's just like <laughs> that i did not like that line well okay let's get to ratings okay let's zero to five hearts joe um three because it does it did have some good moments that were working for me i love a locked door mystery with the hearts and i love a french countryside hotel with the hearts and a in chateau beverly in beverly hills <laughs> chilton academy <laughs> there were moments the spookiness the storm there were moments that i loved and were having i was having fun with them and there was it felt like it was sort of knew what it was doing it was like self-aware enough, yeah. i guess especially with agatha christie maybe i do like that after all because it was self-aware enough to put that in where it was like well this is what we're doing it's an mm-hmm. agatha christie here's a novel that jennifer's reading mm-hmm. so like that felt like oh that's smart to put that in as much as i didn't like how on the nose it was it was like okay like you at least you know what you're doing and you're just like doing an Agatha Christie thing so for all those reasons and that it wasn't money yeah yeah I give it a five yeah what yeah that's so shocking to me really yeah I thought you were not liking it oh I wonder why (laughs) I wonder why is it the lace hats the bigodon is it the apologize? Is it the Kool-Aid man? All the various apologize in the episode. It this is, is a perfect it episode. Is all of the things except for French things. Hmm. What about the glaring pot plot hole of covering up the hotel door? Joe, you what know about that the glaring Kool-Aid yeah. man hole in the wall? Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I love Kool-Aid man. I'm so shocked that you're reading. Voici Kool-Aid. Of a five. 
a perfect app. You're shocked, really? I'm very shocked. So, mm. I was I, I was going to give it a five. Oh, shit, really? I was. Jesus. And, and talking about it, everything I've talked about tonight have been the flaws and like the things yeah. that I think are wrong with the episode. Yeah. You mm-hmm. dug into this episode more than usual. I did because mm-hmm. I loved it. Oh, wow. I loved this episode. I thought it was so much fun. Mm-hmm. And Joe, stop hitting me. <laughs> stop agreeing with each other see this is why we can't be in the same room <laughs> i feel like the violence is too too real i'm the hearts and you guys are the <laughs> conspiring against me once again when the vote comes tomorrow you out uh, you always plaster over my hotel doors and Whatever, make me there's no room seven you bitch, gaslight okay? there's me, no room yeah. seven bitch Corey's That's, bedroom doesn't exist i i can't help it <laughs> all of these things like everything they did in this episode is something that I love. Oh my god! The only thing missing was psychics. Are you about to give this? Stop a five? erasing them. If you give it a five, we're not in a relationship anymore. <laughs> I don't like being threatened. <laughs> um, god, I wish that a French whammy right now. That would really take the edge off. I know. I need a. That would really whammy. kill attention. I'm really. I'm genuinely seconds? like perplexed because I. I. I really after the, when we stopped the episode it was like that was a five like oh. i i loved this episode and then I talking moment- about it and and really digging in mm. i i personally pointed out all of the flaws that are <laughs> completely glaring and ridiculous sure. so it's a six <laughs> but you know that it didn't affect my enjoyment of the episode so. halfway through i was like i, I was out of five halfway through yeah uh, no this is a five. Yeah! I'm giving this a five. Oh, fuck. I, Ouch. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the beagle doll. Voici a du coulet. I loved it. I loved si. this episode. Mon coeur. Sacre bleu. Ooh la Bon nuit. <laughs> Fun for my life. Yeah. The fact the fact that I wanted it to go on for another episode, like yeah. I can't ignore that. I can't ignore it. I can't believe you guys. I mean, I can say that it was flawed. I can give it a, I can give it a three and and be like this. Please do. This Thank sucked. you. Okay, Eric's a three. Or or I can give it a four point five and say like this this was great but it had problems Split the diff. but no because i i Ooh, loved I love it. it it was I so it. fun it was so much fun well so this got a 13 which Yay. is a a Lucky real 13. good no heart attack 13. there is no there is no 13 there's room 1300 <laughs> oh ellen what are we doing next i'm so glad you asked <laughs> it's february 23rd 1982 uh we're going to be talking about blue and brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. It looks like love on the rocks for Jonathan and Jennifer as they enact a troubled marital relationship to flush out a blackmailer who wants to cause a rift between them. Mm-hmm. I don't get that, but yes. Weird. They're acting like they're on the rocks to flush out somebody who wants them to be on the rocks. It looks like love on the rocks for Jonathan and Jennifer <laughs> as they enact a troubled marital relationship to flush out a blackmailer they who wants to cause a trouble. rift between them. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, please, <laughs> please, please. Please forgive us. Désolé. Uh, please Désolé. please Désolé. help us bury oh this God. body. Pardonnez-moi. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, if you want to yell at us, uh, you can do that at our Instagram at it was a murder pod or at Twitter at it was a murder pod, or you can email us at it was a murder pod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this podcast. Maybe don't base it on this episode, but, uh, I be, maybe this is your shit. Maybe this is the one that really got you. Please drink Kool-Aid. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyway, good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway.